Let's Studios. Hey, Lee and the Internet fans. Welcome to episode 28, the crossover episode. Enjoy Everything Processed, a podcast that explores everything we hate to love. Junk food, reality TV, holidays, anything commercial, you name it, we talk about it. And this episode seemed right up this audience alley because we're talking about the process of internet dating with special guest host Kelly Coxon, the fabulous drag queen from Fargo. Enjoy. Everything processed. Oh, by the way, I'm kind of fabulous. The dedication to everything we hate to love. That's some holy shit. Adult braces? I still could not click on me that he was a child. Hi, Felicia. Hey, Leah. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's new season. I, I miss you. I miss you too. And you know what the new season means? It means that we're having our very first guest. Woo! Oh my so god, excited. I'm so excited to introduce Kelly Coxon, drag queen, entertainer, dick pic shower, not her own. Oh my god, that came out so <laughs> <laughs> But we're super pumped to have you on the show, Kelly? Well, I am super excited to be here. And yeah, um, you don't have to edit out the dick pic shower thing because trust me, I have shared several a pic before. So <laughs> just it's not all good. just not to Felicia or I yet. It hasn't <laughs> I, happened. I mean, I don't know. Would you appreciate that? I don't know if you would. <laughs> we did turn off the Skype video, so I mean it's it, it won't be <laughs> in real time at least. <laughs> so I'm super excited about this episode. We've thought about it for a while and Kelly brought up a great topic for everything processed which is the wondrous world of online dating. Oh boy. What's also great about this episode and this theme is we can talk about it on my other podcast, Lee and the Internet. So I'm getting double promotion here. This is amazing for me. Yeah. Sometimes you're just trying to, trying to get that reach, get those likes, you know what I mean? Do it for the gram. Do it for the gram. <laughs> I, <laughs> miss, I miss doing it for the vine. I miss vine so much. I feel like the meme culture really? is not the same. Yes. You don't miss Vine? Maybe I'm the only one. By the time I got into it, it was like only around for about a week at that point, And then it was gone. Oh, you missed the hate. By the time I finally embraced it. I always just caught them like secondhanded, like on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Like I never actually had the app itself. Oh, I was on Vine. I made Vines. I had like multiple accounts on Vine. This is actually an wow. amazing segue because my now fiance that I met on Tinder, we'll delve into that more later, we had a Vine account called Internet Strangers because we would joke around how like we were internet strangers having sex. And then a Vine account was born and we would go on dates and make little Vines and it was super like pukey cute. That is really cute. I kind of hate you a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So let's keep it positive before I know we end up in dark, dark territory. I think that we should start with t just talking about our favorite dating apps. If there's a favorite dating app. Kelly, please. You know, yeah, please. I think a guest of honor. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so I was thinking about this, and um, as a drag queen, I'm therefore a gay man. And we have a lot to choose from because the gays love their technology. And so I don't necessarily... <laughs> per se have a favorite app i think they all have kind of their pluses and minuses so i don't know if you're familiar with all the gay dating apps the most famous one is probably grinder but see to me grinder i don't i mean 
it's implicit in the name that it's not necessarily a dating app. That to me is 100% a hookup app. Yeah, I always imagine it as like a DTF situation. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, the fact that it shows you like where that person's located in feet or miles in comparison <laughs> to you, like, it, oh. that's pretty much like, okay, who can I get to suck my dick and how close are they? Like, I really like the idea of like, one person being three feet away and the other person being five and you being like, mm, that's two extra feet that I'd have to walk to get my D. <laughs> but sometimes two extra feet is worth it, honey. <laughs> and then the other one that's not quite as famous is Scruff. The one thing that I like about Scruff as a dating app is you can send, basically, it's not like sending a message. It's basically almost like liking them or liking their profile or letting them know that you're interested. You send a woof. So you woof at people. Oh, that is so cute. To me, it kind of reminds me of like, remember on Facebook when people would poke you? Yeah. Which you can still do, by the yeah. way. You can? Yeah, I went and, like, started poking a ton of people, the like, two days ago. Just weirdly. <laughs> like, people yeah, I haven't I talked about in a really out. long time. Wow. How do you do that? It takes some effort now. You have to go to someone's profile and then, like, click into... I, I'll show you later, Felicia, but you can show still poke. You know, I, I don't know anything about it. I still really am not good at interneting. <laughs> and then obviously the other app that we're all familiar with that's not exclusive to gays tinder everybody has that one yeah i don't really have an issue with tinder except for the fact that i live in the fargo moorhead area and there really aren't a whole lot of gay guys that you know have jumped on the tinder wagon so like every three weeks i maybe check tinder and i'll have two or three matches that are or potential matches otherwise it's just like there's no one new around you all the time I just assume that you being in Fargo, you would be on like farmersonly.com or like. <laughs> oh, shut it. Come on. <laughs> Although I'd like to find a farmer. Hell, I'd take it. Yes. Well, I actually have never even seen what Tinder is all about until right before this. I kind of missed that boat where I was never, I was like the internet dating site. So I never did the dating apps. Oh. So You're I was always. Okay, Cupid, plenty of fish, you know, the actual like. Were you on match.com? Yeah. No. I yeah, I did. Girl, I wanted a man. <laughs> and this was more like, it was like before internet dating was really a thing. True. You I know? remember when I first signed up for Okay, Cupid, like anybody that I met or I would go on dates with, we had like a mutual understanding that we would lie. Like, about how we about, met? Yeah. I'm still not positive it's cool to say that you met online. We can say it now, right? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that anybody finds it weird. I I do get a little pushback when I say that I met my fiancé on Tinder. They were like, don't you know that you were just supposed to fuck him and then, like, move on? That's, like, the point of Tinder. So I usually get accused of, like, using Tinder incorrectly. But nobody scoffs at it. No one's like, oh, what well, could... Couldn't you not meet somebody in real life? Because I think that the internet just is real life at this point. Yeah, for sure. At the same time, the people who are probably bitching at you or judging you for meeting on Tinder are the same people who can't get their ass to a grocery store and they order all their stuff on Amazon. <laughs> I will say though, I was like pretty OG about like looking for relationships, both romantic and friend online. Like I used to meet people like from 
Friendster or MySpace. I never went the Craigslist route, but I would have. Well, first I wanted to circle back because I'm really glad that you brought up Scruff because I was watching season six of RuPaul's Drag Race again today because I have nothing Uh better to do with my time. And they were pushing Scruff so hard. Like it was on all of the pit crew's underwear and Ru kept dropping it. And I was like, what the hell is this? And because like, I understand that some things are not for me. But I was very curious. Yeah. Basically, I mean, Scruff is really no different than any other kind of online dating hookup app. I mean, it's very similar to Grindr, but Grindr and Scruff to me are very different than Tinder. Because Tinder, in order to, you know, strike up a conversation, you both have to agree that you find the other person's profile interesting. Sure. Whereas Grindr and Scruff, you can just message anybody. You can just send messages all day long. Now, I, as the receiver of said messages, if I'm not interested, I can send you a message and be like, hey, you know, not really interested, or I could just choose to block your profile. Oh, wow. um, Yeah, it can get aggressive sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But the one thing that I like about Scruff, though, compared to other apps and dating things, whatever, is that you can also see the people who viewed your profile. Ooh. Oh, I like so that. Yeah, so if you send a message to somebody and say, like, hey, how's it going? And then, like, two days pass and they don't respond, but you can tell that they looked at your profile. You're like, oh, okay, they weren't interested. That could be slightly heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, it is a little bit, but it's also kind of nice to know because, like, on Grindr, you don't know that. And so you'll send them a message one day that says hi, and then four hours later, hey, And then the next day, what's up? And then three (laughs) days later, how's it going? And and you're like, oh, God, God, I'm that girl. Oh, my God, amazing. As a drag queen, do you have pictures of you in drag and out of drag on your dating apps? Oh, my God, I would run two profiles. Don't. Okay, okay. so my, my main profile picture is me as a boy. And pretty much if, like, they allow you to have more than one photo, they're all boy photos. However, I do have Kelly photos readily available. It depends on how the conversation is going with the person. Like, if I think it's just going to end up being, like, a hookup type thing, I don't normally, like, reveal that part of myself. But if I feel like it's more of a a friendship or possibly romantic interest, I rip that bandit off, like, right away. I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm kind of fabulous. I'm a drag queen. (laughs) Here's a photo. If you can't wrap your head around it, then just tell me right now because I don't want to waste my time. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I would be so biased because, like, I would find it so fabulous that I would always be leading with that. Like, look, I'm an entertainer and I'm beautiful and pay attention. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. But it's a double-edged sword, though, because there are a lot of guys out there. And, and this is the one thing that I found from the dating apps. Like, if you read through a lot of the profiles, a lot of the guys say that they want a normal acting guy and they don't want, like, a sissy, femi. They're not into that type, of a, that type of gay guy, which I'm like, okay, really? Like, if you're looking for somebody to, you know, come over and keep your company in bed tonight, I'm pretty sure beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Um, but second of all, I'm like, well, how do you know that just because I'm a drag queen that I am a, a more effeminate gay guy? Sure. You know what? You're not the only gay man who said that to me about online dating. I know this couple who both of them were reticent. They've been together for years, but they were both reticent to meet each other on an app because both of them thought the other one would be too feminine. 
and now like they're in love and they've been in love for a long time but i wonder why that's like the predisposition on the apps and not to get like all philosophical and, and deep and whatever I mean, do but it. Like, i think that's kind <laughs> yeah, of a please. I don't know anything about this, so please educate us. Yeah, well, I don't know that it's necessarily a, a predis, uh, predisposition just for the the apps or the app dating world or even the online dating world. I think it's just a general predisposition. I think, you know, a, a lot of things in the world have changed and a lot of attitudes and viewpoints in the world have changed. But even for gay men, we still hold this certain idea of, of what a man should be. And uh, I think a lot of guys that aren't necessarily secure in, them, in, in themselves as far as who they are, and they're not quite yet fully okay with identifying as a gay man, possibly, they don't necessarily want to date an effeminate, stereotypical gay man because that's like carrying around a giant rainbow flag to them. And this must be like really difficult on ChristianMingle.com. <laughs> <laughs> No, most of them are on Scruff, trust me. <laughs> Have you ever been scoping out Tinder and then like found the same person maybe identifying as something someone else on Scruff or Grinder, especially being in like Fargo which is like smaller? Right, I've never found that, but I have seen people on either Grinder or on Scruff that I know or that are, you know, friends of a friend or somebody that I've met, you know, at a, a social gathering whatever. And the whole time that I was around them, or even the way I was introduced to them, they were presented as a heterosexual. See them on these dating sites, you know, looking for a nice dick. And I'm like, really? That's interesting. (laughs) Before we move on to worst dates from these dating apps, Felicia, what's your favorite dating site? Um, I mean, I guess I would have to say OkCupid. So when I was doing like the rail ring of fire, I guess you could call it, <laughs> um, plenty of fish had all the creeps. Match had all the old people. And then OkCupid at the time was like very young, like it was people my age on it. So I would have to say my favorite was plenty. I was uh, sorry, OkCupid. Uh, Tinder wasn't a thing back when I was doing online dating and whatnot. But I feel like I would love it. Yeah, Tinder's like a game. Yes, like I feel like I would really get addicted to it. Have you ever done Tinder as a game? Oh, I suppose probably not, because you're both you're both taken. Well, I did download it right before we recorded, because I said, I, I don't even know what the interface looks like. Like, I don't even know how it works. And I could see myself being addicted to it, for sure. Well, one thing that you should definitely do is next time you're out with a single friend, um, hopefully somebody that you know pretty well, basically, like, do a Tinder takeover. My friends and I do it all the time, where we swap phones, and then you let your friend make the decisions for you oh my gosh that is genius i really love that because a lot of times yeah because a lot of times you know we're we're pickier when it comes to especially tinder where it's an easy swipe left or right you know it's real easy to be real picky and choosy at that second but when you have a friend like they're going to read through the profile a little bit more maybe they'll go two or three pictures deep uh you know in the profile and, and they'll probably spend some more time thinking about okay does this person seem compatible with my friend yeah, for sure. Oh, that sounds like fun. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, so we, uh, Kelly, just to be uh, envious of us, we are taking a trip in two weeks to Palm Springs where we are reconnecting with two of our friends who we are all in a Real Housewives group chat. And these ladies will eventually oh. be on the podcast as well. One of them is single, and we're going to have to take over her Tinder. It's going yeah, to have to happen. Yeah, totally do that. Yeah, we will. Especially in Palm Springs because there's going to be like a whole new crop of profiles that pop up 
once you get to Palm Springs. Yeah, so all the- new crop dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so thirsty. Okay, let's change tones. We'll start with Kelly. Worst date Uh-oh. or experience from online dating? Oh god, it's gonna be tough um, to choose. And if you have multiples, like little snack versions, we'll take it. Okay, I do have two. I'm very um, excited. The first one wasn't necessarily a bad date it was a series of hookups with one particular gentleman i did not know that this gentleman was mostly interested in women and had a girlfriend um (sighs) until the very last time that we hooked up and he was like oh so just to let you know that this is probably the last time i'll be deleting the app um because I, i just feel guilty i have a girlfriend and i'm like oh wait what you have a girlfriend okay that's interesting and so i was okay with that ending um but then about a month later i saw him and his girlfriend walking through target together oh not target oh no i believe that i suddenly needed everything in every aisle that they were going to and i just like lingered around him and made him nervous the entire time he was there oh you trolled the shit out of him at target i did Because here's the thing, if they were at Target, that means that was a long-term relationship. Yes. (laughs) That was like a two to three year, at least, they might have had fabric softener in a basket type relationship. (laughs) So you're saying I was the the slut on the side. Yes. I mean, I feel like he was the slut in the middle, right? (laughs) Like you you didn't like knock on their door. And was like, right? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no way. You get, you get a, you get a pass on that one, Kelly. I, I'm so weird about infidelity in terms of like somebody is in the committed relationship, and then there's like the outside person. Like I always feel like the outside person, though there's like a moral, you know, compass where like you don't want to engage in that. Like I feel like you weren't the person that did something wrong, if that makes sense. And maybe I've just been, like, the other person to try to exonerate myself from situations in the past. But... Yeah, it didn't make me feel great upon hearing that news. But, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily blame myself. I mean, you know... Yeah, like, you didn't know not like I <laughs> Whatever yeah, her name was. I think, it, I think that's all, like, very situational. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you knew that he had a girlfriend and whatever, whatever. I mean, that's a different story. But, I mean, you were inside it, too. Oh, my God. But then the actual, like, really bad date that I had. So I had been chatting with this guy. Again, it was more of, like, a – it was kind of a date, but it was more of a Netflix and chill kind of situation. And so we'd been chatting for at least two to three weeks, pretty much – if not every day, every other day, you know, had talked quite a bit and had sent several pictures back and forth. And he showed up and looked nothing. I'm not even saying like, these are pictures from like four or five years ago. Like, no, these were somebody else's pictures. (gasps) I was going to ask if anyone's ever been catfished and Kelly, you've been catfished. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) People are catfished all the time on these dating apps. What? Yeah, so then he's at my door, and I'm like, well, what do I do with this? And, like, second of all, like, I kind of had, like, some respect for him. I'm like, well, hey, like, (laughs) you must have a massive set of balls being like, I've sent this person not not one real photo of myself. 
I'm still going to knock on his door. I'm going to show up. What's he going to do? Tell me to go home? Did so you that's t- what I told him to do. You told him to go <laughs> I home. Like, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I should be a bigger person in this situation. We have had actual conversations. And, you know, and there's like something to that. But then much like a catfish episode, you can't get past it because it's like, well, everything else was a lie and a deception. Oh, Oh my God, that's insane. He knocked on your door. Well, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm such a fucking idiot. This person knows where I live now. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Luckily, I like moved from that apartment and bought like a, a condo six months later. So I'm like, oh, thank God I'm out of there. Because who knows, he probably gets drunk in the bar and wanders through that apartment building and knocks on that door from time to time now. Because why wouldn't he? Have you ever been catfish, Leah? I have not been catfished. I have been lied to about age, like somebody saying oh. that they were younger than they actually were. But I've never, I've never had like a straight up stranger show the fuck up. <laughs> like, that's okay, how many years though? How many years on the on the age lie? Oh, like it was like almost a decade at one one point. Oh, that's a that was a lot. Like a decade is a like they showed older up or younger, older. Older, of course, older, of course, older, and I was nineteen. Like we've all so it was we've like all shaved well. a year or two before, but ten years is a lot. Yeah, like I'm not gonna notice that you have like bald spots and like <laughs> wrinkles, you know. It, it... Like you had to like remove your AARP card to get to your ID. Yeah, like we're oh, gonna, you're gonna get a oh. senior discount for us at the movies. Like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> you know. I I think that that was probably the biggest one. I definitely had situations where, like, somebody was in a relationship and they, they lied about it, but never a straight-up, like, complete stranger. Yeah, I've never had a complete stranger, but I have had someone lie about their age, and it was significantly younger. Oh. Guys, I fucking kid you not, I showed up to a date and there was a teenager there. No. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait, how old were you? I was in nursing school. <laughs> so I was maybe like 22. So okay. do you have to like notify your neighbors when you move to a new neighborhood? <laughs> you know what? Okay, so this is what happened. So I live in Philadelphia, as you know. And I started chatting with this guy that lived in New York. So I went to nursing school in Northern Jersey and he asked me to like go out one Friday night. So I was like, you know what? It's only like a half hour drive from school. I'll go right from school. I'll bring clothes, whatever. So I get there and this man child had a full face of braces. (laughs) And I said, wait a minute. I said, holy shit, adult braces? I still did not click with me that he was a child. He had adult braces. I was like, all right, so are we going to, like, go get dinner or go to the bar? We ended up not doing anything. We went to, like, a little dinner, and we left, and he started stalking me. Like, legit stalking, like, blowing up my phone, threatening to come to my house. And I was like, holy shit. So I got really scared. So one of my best friends, her dad is a cop in New York. So I called her and I was like, listen, you need to look into this guy. He won't leave me the fuck alone. I really think he's going to come to my house and fucking kill me. Oh, my God. This is so dramatic. And she comes back and she said, Felicia, this person is 16 years old and he is a junior in high school. And I said, no, 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 no. 
thank God I did not do anything with, you know, obviously, but <laughs> I was just like, a teenager. Oh my God. You were Jeez. like on an episode of To Catch a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wanted a man. We offer you some sweet tea. Uh, <laughs> I mean, people have it dope braces. What do I know? And he looked older. <laughs> Teenager was on Plenty of Fish? <laughs> like, where were his parents? Oh, my God. I, I really wish... I mean, I'm assuming you know his name if you were able to run a police report or whatever you did. We need I, to, we need I mean, to Google the shit out of this. <laughs> I couldn't even... Honest to God, I know this is, like, pathetic. I couldn't even tell you what his name was, though. Like, I've, I've tried to, like, think back and be like, all right, let me see if I can, like, find him on Facebook. Just to, like, laugh at it. I'm <laughs> sure to laugh at it. Like, to see what it looks like as an adult. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. I had some dark times with online dating. But I had a lot of fun with online dating. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. I ate free for, like, every weekend for, like, a year. That's why I signed up for OkCupid. I started going to grad school, and I had no money. And I was like, well... I bet you I can get a bunch of dinner at some dates. I paid yeah. I paid heavily for some of those dinners, though. I have two stories that kind of jump out at me. The first, I'll go way back, and this was before my trolling for dinner days, and I met somebody on Friendster, and this also coincides with the first time I've ever seen pornography. So... Oh, yeah. Wait, the, what was Friendster? I never heard of Friendster. Friendster was, like, before MySpace, you're younger, and that's okay, but Friendster, <laughs> Friendster was the first MySpace, which was okay. the first Facebook, which was like, prior to is Instagram. This live journal era. It was. It was like as Live Journal was winding down, Friendster kind of picked okay. up some speed. So anyway, uh, I met a gentleman from Friendster, and I was 19 years old, and he was 26. And, like, obviously, I was a very mature 19-year-old, so I thought that this was, like, a normal thing. Now, a little preface, I had, and most of my the listeners know, um, same-sex parents. I had two lesbian parents. And I feel that a lot of people find pornography. Now they find it from the Internet. But I feel like back in the analog days, a lot of people would get pornography from they're like finding it from their parents or their friends' parents or something along those lines. And seeing right. as my mom's, like I was not interested in what my mom's would possibly be watching or looking at. So I never like seeked out pornography. So now I'm in college, I'm on Friendster, I'm going on dates with 26 year olds and I go to meet this guy and it's already super weird because he wanted to meet and get vegan cheese fries, which should have been like my first, like, you don't understand life if you want to get vegan cheese fries. Oh, like, what? there's something oh, fucking wrong I don't even right know there. That is. Like, is that a real thing? It's, it is a real thing, and it was the worst sure thing that's ever happened. It was worse than the rest of the story I'm about to tell you, which was pretty horrific. So we're sitting there eating these garbage trash cheese fries. I don't even want to call them cheese fries. It's like insulting to cheese fries. These fucking like puke fries. And he says to me, and he's like, yeah, I'm really surprised that you met me. Because he was, like, writing me little poems back and forth. And he was like, I'm really surprised that you met me because I listed one of my interests as porn. Now, keep in mind, he also listed, like, all this other weird stuff. Like, mittens and kites and, you know. 
So, yeah. Again, like, 19-year-old Leah was not a bright person. (laughs) So... So he says, so I'm surprised that you agreed to meet me because I listed porn. And I was like, well, I thought that you were kidding. You know, and I also assumed that most guys like porn. And then I just said, I've never seen it, so I really don't care. And he was like, what? You've never seen porn? And I was like, no. And then said the same story I just told the two of you. And he was like, well, we have to go rent some. This is when you could still rent things in stores. So I was like, okay. So we go to the TLA video on South Street in Philadelphia. I don't have an account. He doesn't have an account, but I'm listed under my friend's mom's account. So, sorry, Mrs. Small. We rented pornography under my friend's mom's account, and we got two pornos, something old and something new, and I don't remember the name of the old one, but I will never forget the name of the the other one, which was Rocco's Reverse Gangbang. Okay, so then we decide to go back to his house. Like, there's so many flags that, like, should have been like, Leah, this is how, like, Lifetime movies start. Like, what is your problem? So I go back to... I told you to never go to the second location. Right? (laughs) I'm now at his house where his, like, 30-some-year-old roommate is there with his pit bull. And I'm like, okay. So we start watching the film, (laughs) and we're all laughing, And then all of a sudden, like, no one's laughing but me anymore. And I start to become really aware of the situation that I'm in. I'm in a stranger's house. No one knows where I am. This is before everyone had readily available cell phones. And I'm watching pornography with two male strangers. What is going on? So the roommate all of a sudden is like, uh, I have to go walk my dog. And he like just gets up and leaves, and but doesn't take the dog. And I'm like, okay. And then the guy that I'm with turns to me and he goes, uh, so do you want a tour of my apartment? And I look at him and I'm like, um, okay. And I stand up and I walk towards the kitchen and he walks towards like the upstairs. And I look at him and I look at the upstairs and I looked at the VHS player and I was like, um, I think I need to take my porn and go. So now he's kind of like slightly arguing with me about not leaving. And the roommate comes back in and is like, hey, what are you two still doing down here? I freak Ah! out, grab the porn, and bolt. Oh, no, no, no. And then I leave it on the the coffee table in my, like, apartment that I'm sharing with four other people. And I come back down later, and they're all watching the porn. And they're like, why do you have this? And I was too embarrassed (laughs) to tell them (laughs) the story. And then I didn't return it on time, and my friend's mom got all these late fees. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. For the reverse gangbang. God damn it. <laughs> and that was that was one of the worst uh, internet dates I've ever had. I named two, but I don't know if that one, that one might have been dramatic enough. To like. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything like you can top about, like, vegan chili fries, Rocco's reverse gangbang, and two adult men creepily checking out a 19-year-old. All of it's so bad. And can you believe that, like, I continued to online date after that? Like, for the rest of my life, actually. Well, hopefully with some more caution. <laughs> oh, if I told you some of the other stories, I would be judged Uh-oh. so hard. <laughs> oh, God. I'm probably right there with you. Oh, boy. I think that you learn a lot about your self-respect while online dating. I agree. Oh, God. I don't really have any. (laughs) I think that's what you learn. (laughs) Like, I hooked up with a hoarder one time. Oh, my God. No. 
<laughs> what were they hoarding? Well, I didn't know he was a hoarder until I got to his house, and, like, I could barely get in. Like, there was oh, so much shit what? in his house. And you didn't but go? I, I mean, there was a path from the door to the bedroom. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. There was a path carved out. <laughs> How many cats do you think were in there? I don't know. I didn't. I did not. I did not hear any cats or I any didn't... animals or any movement of any kind. It was all very still and quiet. I definitely didn't say how many live cats did you think were in there. No. <laughs> no. Oh. oh my God. We are tragic. <laughs> it's like that one episode though. I'm gonna deviate just a second. That one episode of Hoarders is my favorite. Is when they find the dead cat that like died on the cardboard box and was shaped like an L shape because it like was on the corner of the cardboard box. No, like petrified in an L shape. Oh shit! Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. I've never hooked up with a hoarder. No, me neither. Holy shit! I would love to see a real hoarder house in real life, though. I will say that your husband did have a lot of VHS tapes though when you met him. He was a whore. Yeah, he was kind of, he has a whole box, a shoe box, just full of newspaper clippings. What? Of shit, ridiculous things. Like about what? About like fun things that happen in Philly. And he's like, I would have remembered oh. this. <laughs> I was like, re- obituaries? Like what's he? What's no, he- no, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, it's like stupid events that happen that do not matter at all. He said, oh, no, no, I want to save this. I want to get a photo album and put all these clippings in. I said, okay. Okay, the idea that your husband wants to scrapbook is still one of my favorite (laughs) things that comes up on this podcast. No. He legit wants to scrapbook. Oh, my God. Like, we still have not picked out an album because he can't find one he likes enough. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, God. Oh, that's kind of cute. Like a super successful, long lasting, loving relationship that you met online? Oh. Are you talking to me? Everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, have you, but, Kelly, have you had success with online dating? No. Well, and here's the deal. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know that I can necessarily blame this on online dating. I feel like this is just a flaw in my personality because also in my lifetime, I have not had very many long term successful relationships. Like, I had. I had a year and a half one. That's where a long term. A, pr- a proposal yeah. was actually made, but this was way before. Like, this was like I was twenty years old. Gay marriage was a pipe dream. I was like, no, this is stupid. You're twenty two. I'm twenty. Like, we have no idea what we want to do with our lives yet. How do we know we want to spend them together? Like, that doesn't. I, I can't wrap my head around that. Well, and then it turns out that we didn't want to spend our life together. A few months later, and <laughs> it was over. Um, <laughs> And then I've had a couple of six to eight monthers here and there, but I've been like single now, like actually single, no more than a couple of dates here and there for about five years. So I don't necessarily know that online dating is to blame, but I will say that when it comes to dating apps, like the ones that I previously mentioned with Scruff and Grinder, they tend to be more hookup driven. Okay. And even the guys who say that they're looking for a long-term relationship, like all of a sudden they'll go out and get drunk one night and then start blowing you up on scruff or grinder and sending you dick pics and like wanting to meet up and hook up. And it's like, Oh, well I thought you wanted a long-term relationship and all of our conversations have been very nice and cordial and friendly leading into what I thought was going to be a series of nice dates. And now you've just kind of ruined it by wanting to, you know, 
jump ahead. Yeah, be drunk and stupid. Right. All my previous online dating experience, except for Sam, my current fiance, I think that I defined success of online dating just a little bit differently. Because, like, I was successful in terms of, like, having a lot of sex and dinner. Like, those things I was pretty (laughs) successful at. Like, I wasn't successful at, like, if the the long-term partner thing for a pretty long time. But, like, I had a lot of fun. Like, I think that online dating can, like, if you're going to define success as fun, the best thing about online dating is you're meeting strangers right so like the bar feels high because like it's a little intimidating meeting somebody new but i always approach it as like it absolutely does not matter what happens on this date because i will never see this asshole again and i would like approach it that way like well if this is stupid who cares like you're a stranger where like when you meet like a friend or a coworker, you can't just immediately slide into your asshole behavior right to switch gears, though, a little bit, we talked about some worst dates. And I don't know, like, the date that I explained might have not have been the worst date for some people, but it was for me. What are some of the best dates or messages that you've received on online dating? And we'll start with Kelly. Oh, gosh. Well, okay, so there have been a couple of dating app conversations um, that have led to not necessarily a relationship or a hookup, but they have led to quite a few friendships actually, where, you know, you're chatting back and forth with somebody and especially in a community the size of Fargo-Moorhead, I mean, we're a growing city, but especially when it comes to the LGBT community, it's still very small and very, what's the word I'm looking for? Very much like a a family almost. And so even if there's like a a new gay guy who moves to town, pretty much everybody knows about him within a week. And so it's like fresh meat. Yeah. (laughs) The newsletter gets updated. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Welcome wagon with the toaster. Yeah. There have been a couple of times where there were some messages where it's like, oh, I've seen this guy before or I saw him, you know, at, at Pride last year or I saw him, you know, at a bar with friends a couple of weeks ago. He was kind of cute. And then we start messaging back and forth and I realize like either A, he's kind of stupid and I don't, I can't handle that in a relationship or I can tell that he's not really interested in me, but we'll still kind of chat back and forth. Um, and there have been a couple of times where actually then it led to, you know, Hey, like what, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I don't have any plans. Okay. And then we go out and, you know, do something or grab, grab a drink, but it's not, in any way, shape, or form, a, a relationship or dating type thing. But it's still like a nice human connection. Yeah, it's just a hey, you're somebody and I'm somebody and we can get together and have conversation. We both kind of know from the start that neither of us is interested in this going any further. You know, because as an adult, it's hard to make even just friends these days. It is, yeah. It's super hard. I was going to talk about and like, I'm not going to go into it like super deep, but I've used, it's not a dating app, but it's like a strictly friend app called Hey Vina for women. For that exact like, hey, you're older and it's weird to make friends because you don't want to deal with people's baggage. And it worked exactly like Tinder. And I've met my friend Kiara off of it. And like, we're going on a picnic on Sunday. Like, it's super cute. I think that that's like a little bit harder for women. Like, it's kind of sweet to hear that you've had that experience with like, 
other apps that you're on because I do feel like as a woman on Tinder or Bumble or OkCupid, when you say that you want to be friends with a guy, at least in like heterosexual relationships, it immediately becomes like you're a bitch because you're trying to friend zone me type <laughs> type vibe. Or the guy doesn't pick up on it because yeah. guys are stupid and they're like, oh, she says she wants to be friends. But, you know, I'll wear her down. I'll, you know, I'll eventually get there. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's such a sad reality of existence. You no, know, we're the worst. We're the worst. Men are the absolute worst. <laughs> oh, God. Like, why, though? Why is it? Why? <laughs> really? Please, Kelly, tell us. Why? My argument always, like, whenever someone says that, like, I chose to be gay, I'm like, why would I choose to date men? Men are horrible. They're disgusting. Yes. I just love a good, I love the dick. I love a good penis. (laughs) It's really funny when, like, my my mom ever hears, like, the same question of, like, choosing to be gay. She kind of says the opposite of, like, why would I want to be with women? They're fucking crazy. (laughs) 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 Why would I choose that? Felicia, do you have a, do you have a sweet story? I feel like we're super biased and, like, all of our listeners should be, like, super fucking jealous. (laughs) Yeah, like, I... Went on a bunch of dates. Um, I met a lot of different guys. I've been ghosted a few times. I've had some pretty horrific experiences with online dating. But I got to meet Harold. I got to meet my husband online. And it was awesome. You know, and it kind of, like, makes you forget about all the shitty things that happened with online dating. Because it can be brutal. Very brutal. Like, on yeah like on one hand it's fun it's easy you know you get to meet a bunch of people but then on the other hand like it can be brutal i would have to say probably like my first date with harold was one of well it was the best experience i've had with online dating for sure you know we met on thanksgiving night we talked for about a month before we met which is crazy Uh, especially for me i mean i would talk to someone and go out with them later that night i mean that's just what it was so we talked for a month we decided to meet on thanksgiving I just showed up at his house and ate leftovers and watched Carlito's Way. (laughs) Carlito's Way. And that was it. I mean, well, you know how Harold has... So he's a hoarder with certain things. He had this massive VHS collection. And I was just like, I haven't seen a fucking VHS since I was a child. I figured, what's the most, like, adult VHS that he has? (laughs) I love how Harold also has Laserdisc. (laughs) Um, that man's hobbies. I mean, that could be a whole show in itself. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have it. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time we to come into that. So, so far, our one big success story is that one of us met a man who's a hoarder, who has VHS and laser discs, and wants to scrapbook, and she married him. <laughs> I'm biased too. Like my bestie would have to be Sam, which I almost messed up because I used to do this because I went on so many online dates up until that point that I would sometimes schedule two on the same night because I just couldn't spend all my nights going on dates, right? The, the, which also sounds like I'm this incredibly desirable person. I just have really low standards and would say yes to everybody so let me clarify that it was not like all these dudes banging down the door so I scheduled two dates the night that I went out with Sam I agreed to meet Sam at a coffee shop and then I had another date for later that evening to go see Godzilla because I'm cool and I was having such a nice time with Sam that I just like came clean and was like so the, the other thing I had to do later was go on another date would you want to just go to the movies with me instead and then I like canceled on the other guy and then 
just kept going on dates. But then Sam kind of came on really strong at first, which like my tendency is like, oh my God, you're showing me that you like me. That means I have to like ignore you because I'm very cool and went to art school. So I kept going on other dates and I was super dumb for doing that because he invited me over to eat cannolis one night. And instead I went on this other really stupid date where I was walking at night along a lake in Minneapolis. And the guy I was walking with heard a noise and got scared and ran away from me. Like left me to whatever he thought was there. He just bolted and then I, it was nothing. It was like a branch fell from a tree. And I looked at him and I was like, your inclination was to leave me here? Like that was like what you decided to do right now? And then he tried to give me some story how he was from Detroit and been stabbed and something. And I was like, uh, it sounds like you're just kind of like a coward. Anyway, I missed out on a really good cannoli. Oh, God. That's what we put up with. you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> These men are crazy. I have, I have nothing to say. I, I, have, I have nothing to say in the defense of mankind. Oh, my goodness gracious. Let's leave these listeners with some some parting words, some sage online dating advice. If you had one or many things, I mean, it's our podcast. You can say whatever the hell you want. To part with our listeners about online dating, what would it be? Whether it's about a particular app or experience or life view. Kelly, what would your advice be? Oh, this is difficult because I do feel also that I seemed so bitter and like jaded over the whole thing. And this is also going to come off slightly jaded sounding. But I just feel like if everybody could just fucking be honest, that would make the experience easier and better for everyone. And don't be offended by somebody's honesty. Like if I message somebody and they respond back and say, sorry, you're not my type. Cool. That's fine. Thank you for not letting me waste my time and look like an idiot, you know, trying to like win you over. So I think if everybody could just be honest in the pictures they use, their description in their profile as far as what they like and don't like, and then honest when people message you. Like, if if you're not interested, just say you're not interested. That doesn't sound jaded. That sounds like preach. Like, I think yeah. that makes a lot. Uh, Seriously. I Let's... mean, here's the jaded part. It's never going to fucking happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Felicia, your wisdom, your advice. My advice would just to keep an open mind and to just do it. I even have a lot of friends that are still kind of turned off by the thought of online dating. And I just think everyone should at least try it. Try it. You never know who you're going to meet. I was always told that you're not going to meet a husband in a bar. I don't know how true that is. But definitely at least try it and give it an honest, open chance. Because you never know who you're going to meet on there. I will say that my advice, do not approach it shallow. I definitely swiped left on a lot of people based off of their shoes or really stupid shit (laughs) that I projected like a lot of ideas on. And I will also say do not fall in love with a profile because especially on things like OkCupid, like people are crafting these profiles to be the ideal version of themselves. And it is so easy to like read someone's profile and see all their pictures and like idealize the, the person that you think they are. And I feel like with online dating is a little bit different than meeting somebody IRL because you fell in love or like lust over this profile. It takes like a little bit longer to realize the person's a piece of shit. Like you keep giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's like, but you've read Catcher in the Rye. Like we, we are have things in common. My 
bigger advice. Like, don't be a shallow asshole. Don't fall in love with potential. Wow. I got, like, a little deep. deep. Yeah, I got a little deep. I like that. I also like how, like, your go-to reference was Catcher in the Rye. I have no idea why I said that. I have not read Catcher in the Rye since, like, ninth grade. I know that's what I was thinking when you said that, like, but we read Catcher in the Rye. I'm like, yeah, we all went to high school. (laughs) Even as it came out, I was like, you couldn't have said Kurt Vonnegut, Leah. Like, you couldn't have said, like, fucking Game of Thrones or something. (laughs) Like, like you had to think of fucking Holden Caulfield for this shit. (laughs) Like, what is... (laughs) Thanks, Kelly, for fucking calling me out on my lame ass. Like. What I'm here for. <laughs> Kelly, it was amazing to virtually meet you. I'm so excited that you were our first guest on the show. And thank you so much for suggesting this topic. It was really fun. Yeah, no, I was super excited to be a part of this. It was so much fun. And hey, uh, if anybody listens to this and they're interested in a bitter, jaded old drag queen, hit me up. Yes. Cute. You have to tell all of our listeners, where can they find you online? Where can they see your drag? Where can they experience Kelly Coxon? I primarily perform in the Fargo-Moorhead area, but I travel um, kind of throughout the upper Midwest um, from time to time. So I am looking at doing a couple of Minneapolis shows, possibly (gasps) um, towards the end of this year. So yeah, but as far as finding me on online anywhere, really, you can follow me on Twitter. It's just at Kelly Coxon, C-O-X-S-Y-N is how you spell my last name. And then same thing for Facebook. I have both a, a profile page and an actual like profile real person page so you can either follow the the public page or if you want to get friendly then actually send me a friend request cute and all of this will be on our website for people to easily find all right Yay. well guys that was Yay. everything processed Woo-hoo. can i say can i say it now yeah yeah bye felicia amazing goodbye everybody Thanks again to our fabulous first guest, Kelly Coxon, and make sure to follow her on all the social medias. And thank you for always swiping right on Everything Processed. Everything Processed is created by Felicia Burnett and Leah Sarantino and is produced by LED Studios. Want to make our dreams come true? It's easy. Go rate this show on iTunes and then follow us on Instagram at Everything Processed Podcast. Also, make sure to check out Leah and the Internet on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.